Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love, the independent lifestyle desk's weekly podcast on love, dating and relationships. Hosted by me, Rachel Hosey, assistant lifestyle editor. And me, Olivia Petter, lifestyle writer. Dating today is a world away from what it was even just 10 years ago. With dating apps, millennials are finding it harder to meet people than ever before. And even when we do, who's to say we won't be ghosted, breadcrumbed or zombied? So that's why we decided to launch Millennial Love as two long-time singletons in their 20s, talking candidly about all of the things everyone is doing, but not always willing to admit. This week, it is just Rachel and I. Woohoo! We quite like it when it's just the two of us. It's rather... It's rather intimate, isn't it? Mm. Well, it's sort of just like every other conversation that we have every other day, but broadcast (laughs) to the world. So true. But such is the joy of a podcast. Mm. It's brilliant. So, Rachel, what has been going on in your life in the last week? I mean, what has been going on in my life? It's a very good question. I remember last week I said that I was going to commit to the dating apps and really try. And like, I have tried a bit, but I haven't got anywhere. And I've just got to the point where... I'm remembering how hard it is, how much hard work it is to really use the dating apps. It's not hard work to swipe. Swiping is fun. Like, that's great. But I would get home late, you know, and, you know, I'll have a shower and I'll have my dinner. Or if I've been out for dinner, obviously, I won't have another dinner. Actually, I might. I mean, let's be real. This is me. But anyway, I'll be like, oh, okay, finally, it's time to go to bed. And then I'm like, oh, God damn it. I need to reply to these messages because, you know, you have to put the time and effort in. And I'm just like, is it worth it? Are any of them interesting conversations? Like, no one's blowing me away. I feel like if you if you think that you have to sit down every night and like have to reply to these messages, yeah. then it's probably a sign that you're not really that interested in anyone that you're talking to. I think that's a very good point, actually. Mm. But then how much can you really like anyone from just... I think you can. I think you can. Yeah, the few people that I've gone on dates with from apps, the conversations have been pretty... I think humour is important early on. So if someone makes you laugh and makes you want to speak to them, Mm. then it's a sign that you should just keep it going and see where the conversation goes. I think that's a good point. And I think if the conversation isn't generic as well, if it isn't stuff like, so what do you do? Do you like cats or dogs? <laughs> if it's something a bit more interesting and you're talking about, I, don't I know. I know, but then don't you think sometimes you feel like so much pressure to be interesting and different and not ask anything that they might have heard before? Like, you, maybe you do want to know what they did at the weekend, but that's a really boring question. Yeah, well, you have to start somewhere. But I think, I mean, I've said this before. I think ideally when you start a conversation with someone on a dating app, you want to pick up something from their profile Mm. so either talk about something in their profile photo and be like hey that's a cool monkey you're posing with where was that was that on your gap yard or something about their bio or like are you really six foot three (laughs) because i don't believe you well no and also i i wrote uh, a story recently about the lies that people tell on their dating apps yeah every man will 
pretend he's an inch taller at least. Yeah, so men lie about their height, whereas yeah. women are visually lie. deceptive and will use old photographs, apparently. More likely to use old guys photographs. I do that too, though. Yeah, so do I. Because also, but I think in general, we just have less photos of ourselves nowadays, like on Facebook and things. Um, Maybe, okay, lot. fine. For me. <laughs> People don't post as many on Facebook, for sure. Yeah. I actually saw something quite interesting on my um, adventures in dating app land, where there was a guy who one of his pictures was like him topless and his bod was like really good. But then he, he in his bio, put he wrote something like, oh, number th- picture number three years old I've got more of a dad bod now and I was a bit like kind of like kudos to you for saying that but also what was the point in putting the picture on if you, you yeah. know what I mean if they're going to be like this is not what I look like now it's sort of false advertising but openly no- false yeah, advertising I'm not sure that's a really enticing offer yeah it was odd mm. it was very odd interesting and like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the dad bod but it was just weird the whole posting the other picture talking about it but anyway but anyway so yeah swiping however as you well know it's my birthday this weekend oh yes i'm gonna be 26 (laughs) which means that i will then change all my dating apps to you know minimum age of 26 so really would you not date someone a year younger than you i mean in real life i would obviously but in real life i'd date a load of guys i wouldn't match with on a dating app oh yes um, and I always, I, I suppose I could leave it at 25 for a bit, but... I think you should leave it at 25 for a bit. I once uh, had a successful string of dates on a dating app with a guy who was only, I think, four months younger than me, mm. but he was, a, he was a year younger than me. In age numbers. Yes. Mm, yes. So... I, yeah, I suppose that's the thing. And actually, like, start getting old. <laughs> so I need to... Uh, how, this is a random men. question, but how, what is the oldest that you would go in terms of dating someone? I have it up to 32 right now. Interesting. Um, but that I've discussed this before. Do you remember Montana had a massive go at me when, in a previous episode when I it used to be go up higher? Yeah. And she was like, no, ew, don't go for an old man. Yeah, weird. Um, but you can get some fit older dudes. Yeah. Are we classifying over 32 as older? <laughs> older than us. Right. But I mean... 26, I would say, is my final age of mid-20s. There's 27. And then 27, your late 20s. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to try and stretch that to mid. God, I feel so young and free. I'm only 24. Oh, shut up. You're literally <laughs> a year and a half younger than me. Also, we need to stop thinking of ageing as a bad thing. I, for one, get very excited about my birthday every year. I don't think I'm ever going to grow out of that. No, that's true. I'm so the opposite. I can't bear birthdays. I know. I find people like you strange. Mm. Are you going to ask me about my dating debrief? Nope. Just going to talk about my own life, actually. <laughs> Okay, fine. Tell me about your life. Um, so I am still seeing the same person who I was seeing <clears throat> last week, and the week before that, and the week before that, and yeah, the week before that. Um, it is going surprisingly well, and I know that he listens to the podcast. So, not Hello, sure man how much. Who won't be named. Yes, I'm not sure how much I want to compliment him because he will live off that for ages um but it's well then you, but you also can't say anything you don't like because he'll hear that too well exactly so really you can't say anything why did you want me to ask you at all i don't know i just wanted to be like yeah i'm seeing someone it's fun mm, <laughs> and fun. i like him and i didn't meet him on a dating app and that is all i will say i mean <laughs> i know a lot more actually, <laughs> obviously rachel, honest, yeah obviously rachel knows a lot more anyway <laughs> shall we do the bio of the week Yes, please and thank you. Okay, so this is one that was sent in uh, by a listener. Thank you very much. Thank it you. starts, I know we stopped doing, um, you know, introductions to bios, but I'm just going to introduce this one because th- it begins very well. 
and then it sort of dwindles and becomes a bit generic. But, you know, kudos for the opening lines. Okay. It reads, I'm currently on the phone to Apple. iTunes is all wrong. It doesn't show you being the hottest single of the week. And now it dwindles. But seriously, I'm six foot. I like to go to the gym. 4WD. Travelling. Hanging with friends. The occasional drink and night out. And whatever other activity is on the menu. Yeah, it would have been better if you just ended it after the being the hottest single of the week thing. I know. I have a question though. What is 4WD? I was about to ask you. Oh God, you always know this stuff. 4WD. I'm six foot. I like to go to the gym. 4WD. It's just by itself, isn't it? Four, four weeks. Does he mean he goes to the gym four, four days a week? Weekend. I'm going to Google this right now, like live Googling. Oh my God, live Googling. You are like, um, are you the kind of person that Googles in a pub quiz? Apparently 4WD means four wheel drive. Like a four by four. Okay, does that mean that he has a four by four car? That's boring. <laughs> or is that a euphemism? Why would you put that? <laughs> Why would you, this is, I'd put like Ford Fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it means. Four wheel drive. But like, why? Why but did surely every that? car is a four wheel drive? No, some of them are two wheel drive, which what? means the power comes from the back two wheels. They're the only ones with that motor in them. Or I'm something. not okay with car speak. I mean, I'm not. As you can tell, I'm not very <laughs> okay either. But I might be wrong about this. But this is what I think it means. If it's a two wheel drive, it's just like the two back wheels propelling the car and the two front ones just kind of roll with it interesting dear listeners please tell us if you know that this is a euphemism for something that rachel and i are clearly missing i think it must be something a bit funnier no it's according to google that's what it is okay um anyway it started well because that's like a really cringe cheesy like chat up line but i'd never heard it no true which is quite i quite it's quite funny but the fact that he then goes into but seriously and i'm like no yeah he should have kept it if you're listening you should cut it. And also everything he says is generic AF. Yeah. I like traveling, hanging with friends, drinks and nights out. Whatever our activity is on the menu. What does that mean? Bad English. What does that mean? I don't know. What other activities are on the menu? Well, t- exactly. I'm, I'm, I am curious. I might ask him. That would be, you know what? If you see this person yeah. on Bumble. <laughs> match with him and go. Match with him and say, what other activities are on the menu? Where is this menu and where can I eat there? Exactly. <laughs> God, we're clever. Um, I know. But also, I'd probably message him like, what is 4WD? Yeah, me too. But saying, now we know. But then why did he put... Is, maybe he's really passionate about this car. Maybe he just really likes cars. Some people do. Not us, but others. No, not us, clearly. No. This week. Mm. Yes. This week. We're going to move on from four-wheel drives because neither of us really get it. So it's probably not what you tuned in for either. No, probably not. Go listen to a car podcast. <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty out there. Maybe we should listen to some so we can learn. Yes, I Maybe have better not. things to do. <laughs> this week, we are we are choosing to discuss a topic uh, suggested by one of our listeners. Yay. Um, in sort of a dating dilemma style episode, mm. uh, we're going to read it out. And I think it's quite a meaty topic that we can talk about that a lot of people actually ask me about. And I have definitely wondered about myself. Um, So rather than just babbling on, I will start to read it. Please do. Okay. Thank you very much for sending this in. Love the podcast. Wondering if you can help. I ended up seeing someone from Bumble for about four to five months. It started great as all things do. Then as I opened up, brackets, quite a tough nut to crack, close brackets, he started to withdraw. Every time I tried to end it or cut communication, he came in so heavy and promised me the world. I foolishly believed it against my own intuition and my friend's very vocal opinion. 
He ended up going away on a foreign exchange for three weeks. It was obvious it wasn't going to work, so I blocked him on everything. Feeling a bit low about this, and the immature way that I handled it, I phoned him up about three weeks later to get closure and wish him a nice life. Instead, arguments ensued, and he blocked me on everything. I then saw him two weeks later at the cinema with someone else, and now I just feel so put off by the whole experience. I wonder if you have any advice for knowing when to walk away. I wish I had done it as soon as he was went off with me, but maybe loneliness, sex, and someone to text kept me interested. Also, I have a good job, my own flat, and my own ambitions. He was feeling low as he had just changed career paths. He still lived at home and had to use his savings to live off. I just feel so angry at myself that I let someone repeatedly fool me. It might sound like a cliche, but I do genuinely believe I'm a nice person. And I think that my scaredness, my loneliness, and my low self-esteem might keep me in unlevel relationships. It's a tricky one, this. There's a lot in there. There's a lot in there. To like, clarify, by unlevel relationships, I, I think she means when one person likes someone more than the other. Is that what you interpreted that to mean? I presume so. However, it's quite tricky because, you know, she says that when she was sort of opening up to him, he pr- pulled away and then and then she would back off and go nearly to end it and then he would go in again. And so on level, I think she kind of maybe just means the balance kept switching, mm. not like the whole time she liked him more than he liked yeah, her. Yeah, so hot and cold. Yeah, and like I think power shifts always happen a bit, don't they? Um, I think this is like... You know, I respect her for admitting that blocking him on everything was quite immature. Mm. And then, you know, good that she then phoned him up to talk about it and sort of accepted that she hadn't behaved in the best possible way. But then it sounded like that didn't go very well either. But I, I, I would have to say, like, there's no way to know. You don't know. And because like, there's no right or wrong in the situation. Like, if you'd ended things with him... Like, once and for all, as soon as things started going a bit not so great, then you might have regretted that and been left thinking, oh, should I have carried it on? Should I have given this another chance? Whereas the fact that you did, you're then like, oh, I wish I'd ended it earlier. So you literally can never know. Do you think that the first sign you have when you're seeing someone, the first sign that they might be not as interested in you as you are in them, is that a sign that you should walk away? Or is that too soon to say? I think it's too soon to say. I think from my own experience, this is something I actually struggle with because I'm very good at finding deal breakers when I'm seeing someone because, I don't know, on some level, I just want everything to fail. Um, it was quite interesting, though. Um, my flatmate, my old flatmate from before I moved, was seeing this guy recently and um, it was going well. And then he came over for dinner and didn't bring a bottle of wine. <laughs> and this, like, you know, one thing. And I actually, I can understand that because it's what, what does that represent? What does that say about him? And, you know, that was that, in the scheme of things, like, on the face of it, quite a small thing. But you can read so much into it and, and it's something, a small thing can really put you off someone. Yeah, and that's a sign of their character as well. Some, it's like, it's like, someone's manners yeah exactly the bottle of wine thing it's the same as if someone is rude to a waiter or waitress in a restaurant um if someone you know 
is the kind of person that will walk through a door without letting the person standing there mm. through before them. It's that kind of thing. But I guess I guess more with this situation because she had been seeing this guy for four or five months. Oh yeah. So it's a, it's a longer thing, and I think it's kind of it goes back to what we've touched on before about making up excuses for someone when you see them not treating you well. Or, but then I guess you have to differentiate between being treated badly and just convincing yourself that someone likes you more than they actually do. It's really difficult because I think if you cut the cord as soon as you get an inkling that someone's not so into you or there's one thing that you didn't love, it can be very tempting to be like, well, deal breaker, that's it, it's over. But but it's more complicated exactly. than that, like she says, because, you know, it's the... it's the fear of loneliness it's the appeal of having someone that you can have sex with it's you know having the company of being and having the constant dialogue on text message with someone and I think as well you have to cut people some slack because we all it's very easy to get turned off by one little thing that someone says or someone does but it's very easy to do those things yourself and then you wouldn't if you said something and then after you're like oh god why did I say that like that wasn't what I meant, or I think that came across badly, or well, that wasn't great of me. You'd be really miffed if someone took that as a reason to end it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it has to be a build-up of things. If it's if it's small, small little irritations that you're noticing. Yeah. However, if it's something a bit larger than that, and if you do feel like there is this imparity developing in terms of who likes who more, mm. and you know, you you don't want to feel like you're flogging a dead horse in a Absolutely. relationship. What do I always say, Olivia? You need to find someone who makes you a priority, not an option. Bravo. Exactly. And it is actually really true. And I think about it all the time. And, you know, I, something, the reason why I wanted to read this uh, dilemma out is because this, this literally happened to me like a few months ago. I met a guy on Bumble. Mm. We were dating each other for four or five months. I really liked him. Again, like this girl, you know, he he fed me all of the lines that convinced me that he yeah. was really into me too, which I guess should have been a red flag early on because fundamentally, how can someone be so enthralled with you? They can. But I, but I think if they say it a lot... The new boy's pretty enthralled with you, though, isn't he? Yes, but, but not in the same... <laughs> oh, awkward. Yeah, awkward, but <laughs> but he's a, he's actually quite quite a nice person, I think. <laughs> I hope. Let's hope. Um, I'm not so sure this guy was, and also he was he was younger. This guy from Bumble, which I think makes a big difference. Um, and I just I just felt like I was constantly chasing after him, and I actually wished that I had walked away. It makes you feel very sooner. insecure. Makes you feel very insecure, and I think that's a real. Uh, that should be a real warning sign. If you feel like someone who you are dating is making you question elements of your own character, mm. then that's a big sign and and you should definitely walk away because it's not worth it. Exactly. I think in the early days of dating someone, it's inevitable that there's going to be this amount of, oh, is he going to text me back? Oh, does he like me? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I wonder if he's thinking about me. Like, of course, there's going to be that level of, uh, Chase, that? yeah, and like insecurity in a level of you just don't know what they think yet. But it shouldn't be if it's someone that's sort of 
really doesn't I don't know if it's someone that you're always the one initiating the messages you're always the one initiating meeting up then even if and they so often do this I'm talking about men from my own experience so I'm sure there's plenty of women do the same you finally meet up with them and you have an amazing time and you get on and they seem really into you if they don't put the effort in outside of that as well then honey he's just not that into you (laughs) millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, it's true that um, that film does actually. I I do quote that a lot to friends of mine. I know it's so <laughs> and to myself. accurate, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is, and it's funny because you, I, and I've heard, caught myself doing this before. Even though I will say, oh, you know what? This guy isn't texting me back very quickly. He's not initiating another date. He's probably just not that into me. But then I'll counteract myself and be like, well, actually, you know, he's really busy with this mm. new job, or mm. he's probably. Uh, you know, he's just left university. He's probably celebrating that. Like, he doesn't want to worry about some some new girl. But, you know, I trust that he likes me because he said all this stuff to me. And you just have this dialogue in your head where yeah. you, you go down this rabbit hole of complete fantasy. And you're trying to convince yourself, even though on like a deep, deep, deep level, you know you should walk away, but you like them. Yeah, it's tricky. I think you need to have real strength of character. To yeah. be able to walk away in those circumstances, it's which really is probably hard to see it yeah, it's hard to see it. it. And those are the circumstances that you and I are probably most used to dealing with. Mm. But for people who are in longer partnerships, you also need to look out for the signs when you know it's time to walk away. I think yeah. in those instances, you know, obviously speaking hypothetically here, because I don't know <laughs> if you know this, but I've never been in a long-term relationship, and neither has Rachel. Have we mentioned it yet? Have we spoken about that? Um. But I think in those situations, in those situations, situations? <laughs> I like that. I just made up a new word. That's fantastic. Okay, in those situations, <laughs> I can't say it again. <laughs> I think things to look out for are when when you've stopped having sex. That's a big thing. So, yeah, and, like, you know, they say that happens in, like, very long-term relationships. Mm. Or if you feel like you're having sex with your partner just because you feel like that's what you should be doing. If you don't fancy them anymore and you don't, you know, or if you if you find yourself going to sleep and making up excuses and being like, I've got a headache. You or, know, I'm sick. 
<laughs> and then turning over just to get out of having sex with them. That's probably a sign that things aren't going well. I'm not saying you should necessarily walk away, but it's an issue that you should probably broach with your partner. Yeah, I think, yeah, everyone has different sex drives and that's okay. And I, I know of friends who have like moved in with their boyfriends and moving in with the boyfriend has ended up in them having less sex than before really yeah is it because they're always around it's sort of like having an endless supply of rich tea biscuits you just don't don't want any you don't want the biscuits anymore also rich tea i used to love rich tea biscuits Mm, that's the most boring biscuit of them all everyone used to say that to me they're really not boring anyway completely (laughs) off topic um (laughs) Where was I? Oh, yeah. Sex. Sex. Sex and biscuits. Delightful. Two so, pleasurable things. Oh, I know. Well, you always need a post-sex snack, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 100%. You get underwater. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, why, am I, why am I still talking? <laughs> what am I doing? Yes. <laughs> friends who move in with their boyfriends and then have less sex. And from what they've told me is that often it's a bit more like, I'm not saying this is always the case, but it can be more about because you're not going to see your boyfriend or girlfriend and you're just kind of there slobbing around in your pajamas and you kind of just feel less there's less excitement yeah i think that's i think that's slightly different though to to not yeah you gotta still fancy them. them yeah because obviously that's inevitable surely if you're living with someone then it's inevitable that you know a, an element of the excitement might fade away yeah but you know it depends who you speak to like my best friend has been with her boyfriend for about four years and i think they sleep together every night that they sleep in the same bed like they have sex every time they sleep in the same bed Mm. um and you know four years on that's pretty impressive it's weird isn't it yeah i think it depends um but as i said if the sex is dwindling and it feels like a chore don't necessarily walk away you know if it's if it's the only problem but definitely try and speak about it with your partner. I think as well, a very important point is that if whether you're seeing them, you're in an official relationship, whatever it might be, if it's causing you more of a headache than joy, walk away. Yeah. You don't need a boyfriend or girlfriend. If if you're just like stressing out about it, you're fighting, like obviously it's normal that not every relationship or not everything is just peachy all the time. But if it becomes more of a headache, a pain, a stress, than it's a joy, then that's like, you don't need that. It's not worth it. No. And another really important thing is, you know, people always say, you'll feel, well, do people always say this? You'll feel less lonely when you're in a relationship. I think there's this idea that if you're a lonely person, when you get into a relationship, you'll instantly feel like you have a constant companion which you might do but if but I think if a relationship isn't working you might actually find yourself feeling lonelier than ever even though you have a partner. because the person you're meant to be close to there's a distance exactly mm-hmm. and there's a disconnect and I think in those circumstances if you find yourself feeling incredibly lonely in spite of this part this this other person who is supposed to be you know a support for you and supposed to be there to care about you if you're not feeling that, that's, I think, quite a big sign that mm. this this relationship is fractured somehow. Yeah, it's 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 a really difficult one. And it, obviously, it's quite hard for us to talk about because we don't have 
experience of being in anything super long term. But I guess listen to your friends and family as well, because obviously you're the only one who knows what it's like in a relationship or, you know, between you and the person you're dating. But you kind of can't see everything clearly when you're in it. And your your closest friends and family who you really trust, you know about the situation, you know you well, like listen to them. Yeah, definitely listen to them. Don't take everything they say as gospel because it's, you know, they, they can sometimes, friends and family can sometimes take a tough love approach and that can be quite difficult to swallow and maybe make you do quite irrational things. Uh, might make you end something before you're ready to end it. And, mm. you know, if you're going to end a relationship, particularly a long-term one, it's a big decision that mm. ultimately has to come from you. And yes, speak to your friends and family and see what they think, but trust your instincts, I think, is really important. And don't make any snap decisions. Have you had cases where you've, you know, walked away, ended something... And then looked back and thought, I wish I'd done that sooner. Yes. Really? I, yeah. I mean, I did that last summer. I started something uh, with a guy. Who? And I don't with a friend. I think I've spoken about this before. Yeah, I'm just trying and, to remember who it was. And I wish I had never done that because I, at the time, I was going through quite a lot of family stuff and there was just a lot of, turmoil mm. in my head and that's obviously not the best time to pursue someone romantically because your judgment is clouded anyway I decided I was bored and lonely decided that I wanted to take advantage of a situation whereby I knew that this person could potentially be interested in me and I think purely out of a desire to like boost my own ego I then initiated it with him made it happen you know it, it it went on for a few weeks but I was kind of kidding myself the whole time that yeah. I was really interested and and eventually I ended it in a catastrophic way I <laughs> we were supposed to meet for coffee and um and I went thinking you know saying for the fourth time to my cousin who I live with you know okay I'm gonna finally end it I'm not interested I don't know why I'm doing this I'm only gonna damage our friendship I need to be honest with him mm. and say that I'm not feeling it and we went for coffee and you know hour and a half goes by still hadn't said anything because it's just <laughs> it's just so awkward so because you're sitting across from this person having a normal conversation and they think everything's hunky-dory meanwhile mm. you're thinking in your head okay is now a good time to say it? yeah is this a good pause now um oh my god this makes me think of my breakup brunch and breakup lunch <laughs> <laughs> yeah you need to tell that story after i think i've um, already told these anyway then it then it it, I ended up just just blurting it out while we were crossing a road. In, oh yeah, you have said this before. Yeah, literally in the middle of the road. And then I said, I think we should just be friends. And he was like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, so that was not good. And then we went- uh, And you wished you'd done it. I wished I'd done it sooner. Mm. Yeah, but that was, again, slightly different in terms of walking away because I think what this person who wrote to us was asking about was when- how do you know when to walk away if someone's not treating you well and if someone isn't as interested in you? This was sort of a reverse situation. Sure. Um, because I was the one that wasn't interested. 
Um, and I, I think he, I did not make that clear to him. So he was quite taken aback mm. and it, it caused a few problems, understandably. Are you still friends? Um, We are, but not as good not friends as we were. Oh, always happens, doesn't it? Yeah, it's really, it's really, it's really tricky. Um, and I think, but you know, as as we've said before, with with friendships that turn into relationships, you you have to tread very carefully. And yeah. everyone will tell you that, but but really, really do tread carefully. <laughs> God, that it's so difficult because you know, so many people are like, and I, I know this is not the topic of today's podcast, but so many people are like, yeah, the best relationships start from when you're friends first, but. There genuinely is so much at stake. And it's like people say, oh, so many people meet their colleague, their partners at work. And I'm like, again, so much at stake. Yep, I have made that mistake. Um, I mean, <laughs> we've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> we've all been there. Because when you get off the dating apps, what else is there other than friends and colleagues? I mean, really. Literally, that's it. I have no time for other people. You're not going to pick up someone in the cheese aisle in the supermarket. Well, you're Especially not, you're me. vegan. No. I might pick you up in the dairy-free aisle. <laughs> in the lentil I'll aisle. I'll see you there, single boys. <laughs> single boys who like dairy-free cheese, mm. which is actually quite gross. I, would, I wouldn't recommend it. We did have that one good one, though, didn't we? In that patty and bun burger. It was so good, we thought it was real cheese. I'm still convinced it was real cheese. Yeah, I think we've been suspicious. conned. We literally called patty and bun, and we were like, we just ate your vegan burger, but was the cheese vegan? And they said yes. I know, I think we were conned. Because honestly, vegan cheese is notoriously bad at melting. Yes, it is. And mm. not stringy like normal cheese. This was stringy, melted. It looked like normal cheese. Delicious. Whereas dairy-free cheese is like either really, really bright yellow, like artificial looking, or like a really pallid shade of cream, which mm. just doesn't look like normal cheese. I feel for you. Um, And it tastes a bit like pasta scene. This, this just tasted like, you know... Mozzarella. Wow, what good pronunciation. Thank you. Although, actually, that was silly because they don't put mozzarella on top of burgers, do they? They put cheddar. I, you, I think you could probably get a slice of... I mean, it's not the usual cheese, but... No. You could do it. That's pizza. i got pizza on the brain. Oh, I love pizza. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, advice to people who are in a bit of a rubbish situation with a guy or a girl, whoever, and feel like... Their instinct is telling them to walk away. How do you do it? How do you do it or how do you decide if you should do it? Both. I think the how do you decide if it's right is incredibly difficult. But it can be like that with a lot of things like, you know, deciding to change jobs, deciding to change flats, like a lot of things because because what you're going to is unknown. You know that what you've got isn't quite perfect, but you're you're wondering if it would be better to be alone if it's been on your mind for a while it's probably time to go yeah if it's been in your mind for a, a few months i think yeah it's probably yeah you're probably ready to walk away and if you feel like as i said if you feel like it's making you doubt elements of your own character and exacerbating insecurities or giving you new insecurities mm. that you didn't even have before it's it's just not worth it no matter what excuses you make up for this person's behavior or this person not being as responsive as you are, ultimately, you have to put your own self-worth first. Yeah, exactly. It's like Gabriella told Troy in oh you know, High School Musical 2. <laughs> it was time for her to go. That was so emotional, wasn't it? <gasps> I honestly don't know what you're talking about. 
what? I saw the first one. I don't think I've seen the second one. I didn't know that. Is there a second one? The third one? one's the best. Really? How yeah. many are there? Three. Oh my gosh. What? Okay, friendship over. Um, <sighs> the third one was in the cinema. It was great. What, the second one wasn't in this? Aren't no, films always in the cinema? High School Musical 1 and 2 on Disney Channel. Oh, were they not in the cinema? No. Wow. Okay. So the third one was a big deal. Yeah. Big budget film. Cinema and everything. It was senior year. And it was about the same time as it was my final year of school. It was very mosh. So I was very relatable. Okay. To uh, senior year musical. Anyway. uh, How do you do it? How do you walk away? Oh. I guess that's a whole other issue, isn't it? That's how to, like, how do you break up with someone you're seeing? How do you break up with someone? We can't tell you to do that, to be honest with you, because yeah. we don't know your situation. No. But if you do, if you are in a situation... Don't you, do it in the middle of a road. No, don't do it in the middle of the road. Uh, try and plan it a little better than I did. Um, but if you are in a situation where you feel like you're seeing someone or you're in a long-term relationship and you want to walk away uh, or you need to pluck up the courage to walk away... Uh, send us an email or a DM on Instagram mm. and we will see what advice we can offer. Mm. I'm going to change the topic and tell a funny story. An interesting story. Okay, go on. So, I'm not going to stop you. Thank you. <laughs> so, my new flatmate, I feel like I have a lot of stories about my flatmates you because do. apparently they have a lot more dating escapades than I do right now <laughs> because I'm still in the longest drought ever. <laughs> Honestly, someone please date me. Oh my God. No, not just no, anyone actually. Not. That's the whole issue. Anyway, so my flatmate is... Uh, Sorry, just to clarify, did you say someone please take me or someone please date me? I date <laughs> <Okay>. me. <laughs> also, I thought you said someone... D- <laughs> Someone please take me. Oh, well, that's a problematic statement. Okay, sorry. Continue. No. Uh, so continue. My flatmate is absolutely gorgeous. She recently was walking down the street. A guy, a fit guy, cycled past her. And she was like, hmm, fit guy. But that was it. And then he cycled back and apparently was like, I never do this. But my grandma always told me that, you know, you got to be bold with these things, blah, blah, blah. So got chatting and he asked her for her number. And she was like oh okay like he seems all right and quite respect him for how bold he's been yeah so she gave him her number he then like messaged her but she afterwards was a bit like why did i do that like i don't think i actually want to go out with this guy um so she didn't reply for like a day and then he called her and she didn't pick up because we were like watching bake off at the time or something but anyway she then she sort of explained everything to me and i was like if you don't want to go out with him i think probably he deserves to be told i was like let's let him down nicely so you know we crafted a message together as all girls do so she said hi name sorry i didn't say at the time i've just come out of a long relationship and i'm not looking to date anyone right now it was really nice to meet you though a lie but we're letting him down nicely Mm. he then replies going hey come on don't be so hard on yourself who said anything about a relationship she didn't reply the next morning he goes, good morning, smiley face. I think I will be very good for you, smiley face. <gasps> I think I'll be very good for you. Uh, oh, it's a bit arrogant of you, The isn't it? audacity. Yeah. It's outrageous. I was really like, oh my God. Like, it's so classic. You reject a guy and they don't accept it. And they're like, but what are you talking about? I'm amazing. And it's like, you know. Wow, to have the ego of a modern man. I know. <laughs> Honestly, that's very baffling i can't imagine saying that to someone i would actually love to do an experiment where i say that to people that have ended things with me being like sorry 
I think I'm really good for you. I know. Like, um, you so understand? you should really actually like take a look at me and be like, wow, yeah. Yeah, like. <laughs> I should be so lucky. Yeah, exactly. Imagine if you said that to someone. I know. If someone like tried to let you down nicely and like that was such a nice message she sent. And then to just be like, uh, you're wrong. No, you must date me. You're wrong. <laughs> date me now. Well, also, listeners, try it out. Tell us how it works out for you. We'd love to know. Next guy that rejects me. Yeah. I'm going to be like, uh, no. <laughs> We're continuing this. <laughs> yeah. Well, excellent. Um, Thank you so much for telling that story. I and mean, I, you're so welcome. I think we're out of time for but, today. But, do you know what I realised while we were recording this? What? This is episode 52. Yes. That's a year of episodes. Is it? And actually, we skipped one. There was one week where we didn't do a pod, I think, like yes. ages ago. So actually, <laughs> this is Millennial Love's <sighs> over a year anniversary. Aww. I know. Thank you guys for listening to our chat for a year. <laughs> Please keep I listening. Know. It's so, it's so, it's so lovely. It we, is lovely. I can't believe that a whole year has gone by. A whole year of talking about dating. And that is all we have time for, for today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you would like to listen to another episode, you can subscribe uh, on Apple Podcast. Rachel normally says this yeah, bit. Yeah, I usually say this bit. Go yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? What I do you say do? thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get there your podcasts. Is. What a pro. Now and you say your bit. Okay, so my bit goes <laughs> if you guys want to get in touch and send us some messages, you can email us at millennial.love at independent.co.uk or you can slide into our DMs on Instagram at millennial underscore love and every message you send will be kept anonymous. And we will reply, just maybe sometimes a bit slowly because there's quite a lot of messages which is lovely we really enjoy yes, them it we just love sometimes them. takes us a little yes. while to get back to you but we promise we will thank you so much and we will see you soon bye bye hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm